Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, the 30 Rock podcast. The weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock will give you the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I am your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 16, The Source Awards. Before we get started, David, give us a synopsis. It was a bonkers episode. That is not a synopsis, that is a review. Give us a synopsis of the episode. What happened again? Oh my god. No, we literally... Oh my god. Okay, go ahead. I hate <laughs> you so much. We just watched it. All I can remember is the Source Awards. What else happened? Oh, yes. Okay. She dates Wayne Brady. Yeah, you know, I, I remember now. Yes, 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 yes. So... Liz Lemon is a racist, and Tracy doesn't want to host the Source Awards because he's afraid of getting shot. That's one way to walk away from this episode, yeah. Uh, no, it's it's. Uh, I think your review kind of does sum it up really well. It is a bonkers episode. Um, this really is leaning more into that cartoony side that 30 Rock really does come to know. Um, yeah, it's a fun episode. It's, it's really tight, actually. There's not really a wasted moment throughout. It's all leading to something from, from the start to the end. Yeah, like it moves really lot. fast, yeah. It does But really to, fast. to flesh out that summary a little bit more... <laughs> Please do. Liz meets Tracy's new business manager at a girly show after party mm-hmm. and decides to go out with him, and hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. <laughs> is, it, is she racist, or is she just really not compatible with this person? Yeah. Well, both, but we'll get into that. Both, both, both. both. <laughs> I mean, well, we've already kind of seen that she can be pretty racist, but... Yeah. Yeah. And then also, Jack is launching a new uh, line of sparkling wine. That is terrible. So, no one wants to drink it, but he makes a deal with a producer named Ridiculous to Ridiculous. promote the brand... Um, and sell the wine, and it ends up Tracy. It's making it, it as part of the promotion, I guess. Tracy ends up posting the source awards. Yeah, you you know who played ridiculous, right? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'm just NCIS Los be, Angeles star. Is that how you know him? No, of course okay. not. Okay, that's that's a relief. He was a rapper once upon a time, a long <laughs> a time ago, before he became the annual Grammys host. And oh, really? Yeah, he hosted for like several years in a row. Really? Back, yeah. Like it, it's been a few years now, but. Wow. Yep, yep. And he's been on NCIS LA for or is, a long is time. C- were the Grammys on CBS for a while? Um, I, I like think, yeah, I think they, like they have at least, the, yeah, I, did, I would say, it, I know they have. That's so odd. They were this year, so they must, I think they always yeah. are, actually. That seems like a CBS. I don't, ABC gets the Oscars. ABC does the Oscars, yeah. Fox Emmys rotates the between the networks every year. Fox never has the Oscars. Uh, no, 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 yeah. ABC ABC has the Oscar contract. Emmys. Emmys, yeah. Fox had the Emmys before. It rotates every year between the networks. All right. Um, yeah, and CBS is Grammys. But yeah, this is a this is a full episode. Uh, we got a lot in here, um, so we're probably gonna be talking a lot. But do you want to just get started? Let's get, get started. Any last thoughts before we start? Just let's get, get started. started. Let's get started. Thanks, everybody. That's a wrap. Monday's call time. Nine a.m. Let's show. Let's love it. You coming to the after after party? We have after after parties? Hey, I'm Steven. Hi, Ben. I'm Liz. Yo, Remy, you coming to the after 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 party? Sure. I'm Tracy's new business manager. He gave me tickets to see the show. Oh, cool. Let's blow this joint. He's about to turn back into a taxi dispatch center. You going to the after, 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 after party? Okay. Well, let's rock. Two, one, two.
Don't go, Liz Lemon. This is the after, 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 after party. I just gotta take my kids to soccer first. Hey, whose roof is this? I think that's so far the shortest cold open we've got yet. But yeah. it's also it shows it sets up at least Liz's be a, a plot so yes also we learned liz has never been invited to the after after party or the after 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 party yes. or the after 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 party and or the sh- after 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 party <laughs> and i'm pretty sure she had the same beer in her hand the whole night yeah it's probably a safe assumption judging by her sobriety and it looks like the same beer yeah it like she was getting progressively drunk it just seemed like yeah. she was unhappy but she does scene. get the number of was she? I think she was getting her number. Oh, sorry. She yes, she yeah. gets him her number. So all we know is it's two one two five five five. Yes. We don't learn the other four digits. It doesn't make any difference anyway. But we come back and we uh, we hear of Donaghy Estates. The new uh, is it champagne? I think it's sparkling wine. Sparkling wine. Yeah. So it, it, all right. So champagne can only be called champagne oh. if it actually comes from France, right? From the champagne. From the champagne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess yeah, yeah, I guess technically champagne is sparkling, sparkling wine, wine that comes from that region. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And like this champagne trademark or, or copyright, whatever. Like it, it's 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 more officially champagne if it comes from that region. Yeah. Versus Yeah. Well I mean I I, I, I well I don't like know. If someone said, I actually don't know how if it's what if there is a copyright or trademark, I just know that yes, yeah, technically it had to be champagne, it has to be from the champagne region of France. But you wouldn't be incorrect in just saying, champ- like, I want a bottle of champagne and someone understanding these. Yeah, well, it's kind of become a generic, like, Xerox or Google or whatever, I guess. Ah, like a Band-Aid. Yes. Yeah, too. Yeah, champagne is is sparkling wine. Yeah. You pronounce it champagne. 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 In all français. The inaugural vintage... Donaghy Estates? It's from that vineyard on the North Fork of Long Island that I bought. I told you about that. No, you didn't. Oh. Mr. been Angie Harmon. Boy, I'm really excited about this. After 20 years of working for big companies, I finally have my own name on something. I know what you mean. When I was eight, I had my name on the scoreboard at a Phillies game, and they spelled it Les, but it was pretty cool. Well, this sort of proved my mother wrong, saying that Donaghy is Gaelic for failure. <laughs> what the hell does she know? She's a Murphy. Bunch of mud farmers and sheep rapists. Well, congratulations. Yes. Mm. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna vomit. Oh. What the hell am I gonna do? I've got 10,000 cases of this crap. I gotta say, it's pretty poor management that you don't even taste anything before it's finalized. Like, you should have been... Yeah, that's pretty bad quality you, control. Especially if it's in Long Island. It's not like it's far away. You can go across you the... You mean the famous wine-producing region of the I North, North I mean, uh, you Fork? should be spending your entire time there. I know, it just... Yeah, that's pretty bad. Just... it. I mean, but it just I probably feeds to his ego that he was like, I don't care as long as it, it, it's made versus what it's like. In the process, it was like, just get it done. I just want to have my name on something. As I've seen life, sometimes crap products sell because they have good marketing and exposure. True. And I mean, even as they say later on in the episodes, it's really not about the actual product itself. It's just about the presentation, the branding that really can sell something. But then we get to see another... Uh, Wayne Brady actually sort of makes his more formal... I mean, he's already... He's introduced, he's in, he was introduced, but this is a, or a more formal introduction. Hey, am I interrupting? No. Hey, uh, uh, Stephen, how are things going with Tracy? I'm making progress on his IRS problems you and... You two know each other? Uh, well, I referred Tracy to Stephen, who's an executive vice president at the investment firm of Dewey, Cheatham & Livingston. I just swung by to see if we were still on for tonight. Oh, yeah, of course. 
Good. Seed night. Well, well, well. Lemon. Stephen's a good man. He's on partner track at Dewey, and he's a black. A black? That is offensive. No, no. That's his last name. Stephen Black. Good family. Oh, yeah, of course. Remarkable people, the blacks. Uh, musical. Very athletic. Uh, not very good swimmers. Again, I'm talking about the family. Uh, black is African-American, though. Well, I don't care about that. Well, I know that is the type of thing we tell ourselves, but trust me, when I was dating Condoleezza, there were genuine cultural tensions. I mean, we would go to the movies and she would yell at the screen. But I don't even notice those kind of things. No, when I leave work at night, I am just riding on a subway car full of scary teenage people. She's definitely racist. Oh, also, no. Yeah, I mean, one of the major themes of this episode is pointing out how a lot of well, I, white people in general, specifically the whole white liberal, whatever, a right. lot of white liberal people are racist. Also, how white people do not like being called racist and will go to all costs to avoid it, no right. matter no matter their political thoughts or or, or will will say to themselves or, or out themselves as racist without actually being called racist, yeah. or just because they're they're hindering so much on stereotypes. Yes, yeah. like that di- that that dialogue that scene also runs a close line of like making fun of white people, but also skirting the line of being like with the Condoleezza Rice screaming like it, it, like right. embarking like stereotypes that it's like it's 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 a little close to the edge of like yeah. almost being important even though even though they're obviously making fun of it it's like at the same time it's like it, it skirts the line of, yeah. of yeah it's it's kind of testy yeah um, but I do they do have a line in there about where Stephen works called Dewey Chium and Livingston which is obviously well it's a pun on for, as far as I can tell my research, it goes back to the Three Stooges. It probably could have come before this, but in the Three Stooges, their company was called Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, playing on Dewey, Cheatham, yeah. and Howe. So, and, but uh, some other research also showed that like it was also um, Johnny Carson's sort of fake uh, lawyer group was Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Mm. So I, I, I'm going to attribute it to the Three Stooges because they were before Johnny Carson by several decades, but I do like that pun it doesn't work here because yeah that's why i was confused because I, I got the dewey cheatham pun and i was yeah. like oh and then i was like livingston what does that make that doesn't make any sense right. but th- that joke only works if you know that it's dewey cheatham and how is what they're yeah. playing off of but yeah. that did pull up a couple other jokes that uh, other companies and other um brands or or other shows have used based off of that but in the 2012 remake of the three stooges that had jim carrey and Oh, I totally forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, a lot of people did. Um, I did as well. I saw it when I saw this, but they had one of a proctologist called Proba Keister and Wentz, which oh god, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, there, was, there was actually a, a, a racehorse named Dewey Cheatham and Howe, based off the same joke. Um, there was a British magazine, Private Eye, uses Sue grabbing and run as a joke. Um, Robin Williams had a joke off Bernie Madoff called "Do we fuck you and how?" You know, just it's 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 kind of a one note joke for the most part, but it's fun. Puns are fun. Who doesn't love a good little pun? Lots of people. Lots of people. All right. Well, I guess I'm alone in that. But then we learn who ridiculous is as Kenneth re- as Kenneth announces to Tracy he would not allow him into his party. Mr. Jordan, I have a message for you from a Mr. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, the hip-hop producer. Isn't that the guy that bit Suge Knight? Yeah, yeah. 
you bitch should ignite. Hell raver Simone over balcony, made Rashi Wallace cry. Dude is crazy. I don't want him calling me. I have to say the mental image of holding Raven <laughs> Simone over a balcony is... Well, I do have some follow-up to that. So, Suge Knight, uh, who they did mention, in my research I also discovered more about uh, this joke they're making about Ridiculous, and they mentioned Suge Knight, who is a giant, giant man of a person. Uh, but the joke about hanging Raven Simone over balcony, Suge Knight really did do that. Not with Raven Simone. He did that with Vanilla Ice. And oh, really? Ice. I didn't know that. Well, I don't know if it was like full on like the mental image I have here of ridiculous holding Raven on Simone a scale of, like, of Michael Jackson dangling a baby. So, oh, it's probably got a four. I think it was more like he sort of like back Vanilla Ice's back was on the railing, kind of uh. pushed over, not like by the ankles. Uh, anything like that, but he really did uh, threaten Vanilla Ice and hung him over uh, a balcony. Um, and then they reference Rashid Wallace, who um, I don't know much about. So in my quick research, he is just prominent. He in one season he has the most technicals, the most fouls, and the most ejections in a single season of basketball. Of basketball. So I don't follow enough basketball. I don't either. Um, but like he doesn't seem to have any other issues with his character other than he was just a very Rodman-esque style where he was just sort of over the top sometimes or he would uh, just sort of talk back to officials and things like that so I don't think the joke necessarily of making Rashid Wallace cry lands even if you know who Rashid Wallace is because I couldn't find anything like he was a tough guy he was just someone who was like adamant about maybe just being loud. I feel like sports people rules. know and would maybe. probably agree that yeah, it makes right. sense as a joke. Maybe there is more to Rashid Wallace's character that I'm missing, but there's some fun facts. Oh, he didn't call, Mr. Jordan. He gave me the message after I wouldn't let him into your party the other night. What? Well, I call you when I get us. I'm sorry. This is a private party. Hold on. We're with Tracy Jordan. And Mr. Jordan himself said, don't let no one in who's not on the list, because this mess is going to get raw like sushi. So haters to the left. Hey, oh, 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 oh. What's your game? Boggle. <laughs> come on, come on. But you know what? You tell Tracy Jordan that Ridiculous is going to eat his family. Excuse me, won't you? And that introduces the, one of the other side plots, which is the conflict between Kenneth and Ridiculous. And that Kenneth cannot see death five feet from his face, apparently. He just can't... I don't think it's like he can't read people. No, he's just, just so, so earnest innocent. he can't help but say what he Yeah, he's just say. like, yeah. I like it. It's, it's a fun through line throughout the episode. So after Liz tells Jenna about uh, meeting Floyd on the elevator and passing, uh, we soon uh, she then reveals that she does have a date, and it's with Steven. I have a date. Really? With that guy that sent you the flowers? By mistake? No, that guy has a girlfriend. Technicality. <laughs> Although I did see Flower Guy recently, and it was pretty excellent. But he's taken, so I'm gonna go out with this guy, Steven, that I met at the after party. Oh, that cute black guy? Why am I the only person that doesn't care that he's black? Race is a huge issue in this country, according to Newsweek magazine. Well, it's 2007, and some of us don't have those hangups. And good morning to you, sir. Ah. Lemon, come in. Tracy, what seems to be the problem? Tracy who? You looking at a ghost, J.D., dead man walking, the green mile, Christmas with the clumps. Is this about ridiculous? Because I think you're overreacting. Look, I am old school. Growing up, when you were mad at somebody, you just break dance at them. I'm talking about break hard, put it back, pop, 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 in the 
gladiators. Bring it back down. Yeah, I'm familiar with breakdancing. Okay. Swerve it out and then pop. Boom. Now, brothers, just shoot you. Look, Ridiculous is the biggest hip-hop producer in New York City. And he was disrespected at my party. This may be a great opportunity. For what? To unload some of this off the line. Uh, Tracy, for years, Cristal was the hip-hop champagne. Until the president of Ritterer committed a uh, faithful error. Je déteste le rap. Et je vous assure, ces types ne pourraient pas même apprécier un bon vin français. En plus, j'adore Monsieur Dan Cook. Formidable. Bon weekend. I love that cutaway. Yeah, no, it's so funny. Oh, bon we- that bon weekend yeah. is so cute. It's so fun. Yeah. So even though <laughs> the uh, Crystal CEO's dismissal of hip hop is a little over the top, something actually did happen that caused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rodier did um, mention he viewed the attention from rappers with quote curiosity and serenity. When asked if he thought the association would harm the brand, he replied, "That's a good question, but what can we do? We can't for we can't forbid people from buying it. I'm sure Dom Perignon or Krug would be delighted to have their businesses." <laughs> Subsequent interpretations and reactions to these statements resulted in the brand's loss of position in hip hop culture. Cristal went from being the rapper's default to being discarded. Jay Z released a placement saying, or released a statement saying he would never drink quote drink a Cristal or promote it in any way or serve it in any of his clubs. Where he felt it was offhand, patronizing, disrespect for the culture of hip hop. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, I mean, I guess I we grew up in that generation. Like we saw it in all the music videos. Well, you might not because your parents <laughs> probably didn't let you watch MTV. But yeah, I mean, like Crystal was kind of the uh, the drink, I guess, of all of those overpriced rappers. Yeah, videos. Well, not overpriced rappers. Or not overpriced, but, but over budgeted, rap over budgeted yeah. uh, rap videos. But what Jay Z has his own, right? Chirac, or is that Puff Daddy's? Or P. Diddy's or whatever he's calling himself now. Chirac, like, I think, is Jay-Z's. I don't have no idea. Uh, vodka, maybe? I don't know. I don't really care enough to look into it. But yeah, this is fun. So but I, that, so that was fun. I didn't know that uh, there was actual boycott. But, it, I mean, it's good to know that it was founded on something. But I also kind of would have liked it if it was just like a throwaway joke. Like, But I don't know. It's fun, but, and I can't tell, does Tracy, because by the end of this scene, like, he's spitting it out, but is at first he just, like, drinking it because he just needs something to, like, calm him, and then he realizes it's bad, or is it just, like, yeah. it's bad from the start? No, I think it was just he was drinking it because it was in his hand, and he was even oh. processing the bad taste, because then, obviously, at the end of the scene, he's... when he spits it out, he realizes that it's actually terrible. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Christophe has since been boycotted in the rap community, creating a vacuum which could be filled by Donaghy Estate's sparkling wine, which, according to this lab report, contains no lead and is not fatal. Uh, it's <laughs> If you get rich off of this stuff, just take care of my family. I don't want my kids to have to go to college. Tracy, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. You have my word. To success. That piece of corn in there? Date night with Steven and Liz. So, uh, you like comedy. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Mark Russell? Yeah, that's the guy that plays the ragtime songs about politics. Yes, he's wonderful. He has this one. You better watch out. Don't make a flap. Because Hillary's wearing a Yankees cap. Oh, boy. Are you singing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just so funny. So, how about Lost this season? <laughs> Sorry, 
I don't own a TV. Really? What, what do you sit and look at? I have hobbies. I participate in Vietnam War reenactments, and I take pictures of interesting doors. <laughs> and uh, I spend a lot of free time blogging about Star Wars. Oh, really? You like Star Wars? I love it. I was Princess Leia like four Halloweens in a row, recently. No, 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 no. Not the fantasy movie with the uh, monsters. I'm talking about the Strategic Defense Initiative. Yeah, we should probably go ahead and order. This porterhouse for two looks good. I'm just gonna get a salad. I, I really don't care about food. <laughs> All right. So what have we learned about uh, Mark Russell? Well, he is real. He is real. Yes, and he really was a musical political satirist. Apparently, I, I was wondering. I, I was trying to figure out because of his obsession with Star Wars, the Reagan era strategic defense program. I was trying to figure out if that, they were trying to imply like he was like super conservative. But apparently, Mark Russell was made fun of all politicians regardless yeah. of political leanings so yeah also fun fact his final performance was october 2016 at the carolina theater down oh. the street wow you go mark russell <laughs> yeah. anyway i feel like if you're going to be a satirist you you're probably going to be making fun of everyone you know maybe more than another but you can't pigeonhole yourself to only make fun of one side yeah, and I don't see any uh, anything about controversy. So, so he's still good. Well, I'm just saying. I I, I was wondering. I mean, a lot of times when they reference stuff, it's because yeah. there's like some like underlying like controversy or some like whatever thing. Like I don't know if like that song, something referenced in the song was like a, a nod to some uh -huh. controversy, but I'm not seeing anything. Okay. So if there was, it wasn't big enough to uh, to make, make his Wikipedia <laughs> article. <laughs> it's not so. on Wikipedia. It's not that important. But anyway, this scene does a good job of setting up that they have they completely really, different yeah, interests and they are not compatible at all. Yep. I mean, that sounds like the worst date, honestly. Just nothing to talk about. Like, I'm more on Steven's side in that I really don't care about food. I mean, I'll eat whatever for the most part, but I'm not... Shut up. <laughs> Will you really eat whatever? I, I mean, I like, I'll find something to eat, rather, is what okay, I'm that's, saying. Okay, that's but, a better way to like, put it. I don't really care about spending a lot of money or time about food. It's yes. just not that important. It was adventurous to you to get the peanut bowl at the vegan restaurant, even if you did hate yeah. it at the end. It just tastes like peanut butter. It's nasty. Ugh. But A for A for effort. So, Jack pitches Donaghy Estates to Ridiculous, despite how bad it is. And yet, no brand has emerged to fill that market gap. At present, there is no club drink. That's where Donaghy Estates comes in. Now, as you may have read in Robert Parker's wine newsletter, Donaghy Estates tastes like the urine of Satan after a hefty portion of asparagus. <laughs> but this is not a question of taste. Sure, I mean, it's about branding, it's about perception. Exactly, and the ideal opportunity to launch a new drink label is right around the corner, the Source Awards. Well, I'm producing the Source Awards. And I would like Donaghy Estates to be your corporate sponsor. Uh, you ever had more money than you could shake a stick at? Well, pick out a stick, because Ridiculous is going to be drinking Donaghy Estates tonight. Excellent. Now, I also hope this means you'll set aside your problem with my friend Tracy Jordan. No, I don't think I can let that go that easy. What if he makes it up to you? Who's hosting the Source Awards? What about Tracy? Hey, Matthew, you want some juicy office gossip? They're closing the C-Bank elevators for maintenance. I feel like for Kenneth, that really is very juicy gossip. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean... So, I don't know who this Matthew person is. 
that is on this show. Well, we definitely haven't seen him before. No, he was in the last episode. Oh, but he I was? Think, yeah, he was in the background now. Like, oh. He has, I don't think he ever gets a line in any episode that he's in. He's only in a handful of episodes. But he's, for whatever reason, when Jonathan is not here, Matthew is the administrative assistant. But I don't know who he is. They never explain who he is. Maybe he's someone's nephew. So they needed a part, so stuck him in. Yeah, but like we never learn anything about this character. He's just there sometimes. And it's really weird. Like, why Jonathan wasn't... I don't know, he might have had working on some other show or, or something, but it's just so weird that he's in multiple episodes, but we never learn anything about him. But Kenneth runs into Ridiculous once again. That would have been a great way to shoot Tracy. Well, maybe next time. Were you gentlemen not given visitors badges, or did you all just not feel like wearing them? Jack, what's up with your man? Uh, this is just our Kenneth. How's it going, Kenneth? Uh, he's very unstable. Uh, did you get that in a cane shot? <laughs> So then Zoolander goes, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen the movie. Yeah, but when you see it on an airplane, they take out all the swears and stuff, and it makes it so much funnier, I think. Uh, gracias. Wow. This has been so much fun. We should do this again. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, the night's young. We should take a carriage ride around the financial district. Okay. Steven, you're obviously a really nice guy, but I just don't think we're a good match. Yeah, I know. I get it. It's because I'm black. What? I said, I get it. You don't like me because I am black. Uh, what? You think I am racist? That is just nasty and negative. I... What did you call me under your breath? Nothing. I am not racist. I love black men. I, I love you. This is fantastic. Let's get dessert. Yeah. Death by chocolate. No, no, not that kind of chocolate. So I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm a couple, a couple minds of this scene. The first one is it is hilarious that this was when we really start getting into the white people will go themselves to prove themselves not racist at any cost, even if whatever decision or whatever they're talking about really isn't racially motivated at all. Right. But it also, again, we're getting close to the edges by like his thing that like his first thing to go to was to accuse her of mm-hmm. not liking him because he's black is like a little like over the top and like not in a way that like Liz is being made fun of it. It's like, it's not making fun of him, but it's like, it's still like a little like, I don't know, over the top. Part of me, every time I watch this scene, it feels like that's a, tactic that he uses on dates is that to get another date he has to say or he has to imply the person the reason they're turning him down for a second date is they're possibly racist so they have to say yes to another date yeah and i don't want to put that out there as like people use that as a tactic regularly to get second dates but i think in this instance just the way like his the read of his face like when he starts hearing her you know hey i think you're a great guy I just don't think we click. His face sort of reads like, okay, well, it's time for plan B. And plan B is to insinuate the reason she doesn't want to date me isn't because we're incompatible, but because I'm black. Because the first time he says it, he sort of says it normal volume. When he says it the second time, he raises his voice because he knows he's going to get a reaction from the group or the crowd around him. And then forcing them 
the person he's saying that to has to respond either with, oh yeah, of course I'll go out. And again, I don't want to read that. I don't want to say people are doing that a lot, but I think in this instance, that's what he's trying to do. Is, right. Well, right. Is he's getting a, another date by playing on her uh, insecurities. Yeah. And, her and even if that's the case, then that's still like a little like, I don't know, like on the, just because we, we, we don't like, we haven't seen his character before now. I don't, I doubt we see him after this episode. And his character isn't, it's not really fleshed out. So right. it's like his character, one of the main things his character his character traits it boils down to is someone who accuses people of racism if it you know what I mean if it right. so it's kind of like again where it bumps up against the edges of of I don't know like a little bit of discomfort yeah 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 you're right because I mean you've seen him do not, this not, multiple yeah. times then yeah. be like okay well that's just his character it's gross and we don't like it but given that this is a one-off character and we see him acting this way it's kind of like we don't want to call him out on this because yeah. really, like, if he really is reading something on Liz to say, like, because, but also on this date, we haven't seen her say anything to imply that she's racist or she has any sort of racial undertones for it. So for him to come out and say, "Oh, it's because I'm black," then it's like, well, she hasn't. We haven't seen her present anything to say that she's not into you because you're black. Right. Like, I mean, she obviously was interested in you from the moment you guys started talking. So. I th- I that's why I always read it as he uses it as a second. Yeah, no, and I get that, but I guess then my point is that, and I should say we're getting nuances here. You know, like I'm something right. I'm criticizing. I'm not saying this makes. I'm saying like the writing. It's just like it makes the writing a little suspect. I, I think the writing is smart in that the Liz angle, but in his angle, mm-hmm. it boils down to just like a like a kind of base stereotype like oh the black person if someone says something negative the first thing they right. do is call him racist like right. and that's like just Which kind of an issue. exactly it's a kind of issue with that's, that's what i'm saying it's an issue with the writing where that's where it's kind of like it, it's i'm not going to use the word problematic because that's become a like a lame cliche but right. it's just you know what i mean like I, I i do think it's worth critiquing the writing in that instance of boiling someone down to yeah. again like if he was way more fleshed out and this was a nuance of his character but it's like this is one of the main things we learn about him and it's 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 the main, I mean, the main function of the jokes the that emanate from him is that, yeah. yeah. So I do find it, you know, a little like, I guess the writing on the, the Liz angle of her being like, uh, wanting to avoid being racist is a lot sharper than his sort of just like, I guess the characterization is just a little, is a little thin, yeah. I guess. But I guess I if, if you just look at it, like every sitcom is written from the perspective of the writer or whomever is writing it. So this could be coming. This could be a story of someone who was in, not necessarily Liz Lemon or Tina Fey, but someone who was writing it was, "Hey, I've got a story that we could do. This is something that that really happened to me on a date. Was I was accused of being racist, so I had to go out with this person several more times as a result. Yeah. So you could also see it as that as it really is just like a story that that is being told from the writer's perspective. But I mean, it could because be. Tina Fey yeah. or Liz Lemon's character is, is cast in this role, and what we know of Liz Lemon from previous episodes, it's kind of like uh, we don't really know. A viewer might not know exactly who's in the right and who's in the wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess I mean as, as a storyline function, I guess I guess I would just say it in there. The writing is just not as sharp around. Yeah, those aspects. It's a little just yeah, just a little. I don't know. I think if we, I think we've mentioned it before, but, but if this were airing in the modern climate this would also be like one of those things that has a lot of think pieces about I mean, if pre- it's right or wrong prob- yeah maybe I don't know problematic because I think this. a lot about Veep which is about to have its last season mm-hmm. and like that's a show that I mean her the uh, Selena Meyer the character is like very very unpolitically correct like she says like racist sexist homophobic things all the time and it's like but there's never been it, but it's always very clear that the jokes 
you know, the joke's on her. Like, she's, like, basically a craven politician who's looking for power. Right. And, and, you know, I, I've never... I mean, I'm, they're probably out there, but there's... I don't know. I, I've never seen, like, any real critique of, oh, her character problematic. Like, that's the point. Whereas with some of Tina Fey's stuff, like, there's more... Like, I mean, that's sort of emblematic on it. Like, of, of that character's thinness. Like, hmm. no, not, not Liz Lemon, but the, the, the um, Steven character. Yeah. Like, that's sort of, you know what I mean? Like, where that's just a little more thin writing. Like, you never see that about Veep. And Veep really traffics in the same... I don't know, it traffics in the same space where... I mean, it does a lot of... Well, maybe, quote unquote offensive things yeah. but, it, it just, it, but it never gets a blowback I mean I think it's because it's very clever and it's like it's it's it could in my opinion it, the sharpest comedy it could be that it's clever and that TV. it's sharp but it also because like if she like if she's always getting her comeuppance either at the end of an episode or the next episode then it's like well then yeah she's a terrible person and ultimately it all comes back on her you know like she says these terrible things so she never wins so it's like if she were if she were saying these terrible things and then ultimately winning at every end of every episode, that would be more problematic. Because then it's like, well, you can just do whatever you want, and you're always going to come well, I mean, on the top kind of idea. Even it's, if I mean, even if she were like, I, I I don't know if I mean yes, like I guess she does get her quote unquote come up in slot, but it's just I don't know. I guess the writing is just hmm. sharp. I, the, I I guess the, the the writing never implies that I don't know. This is what. The writers think or what they want you to think and again like i mean i i don't mean to dump on third rock i mean again like i think the characterization of like a white liberal person who is desperate to not be perceived as you know racist or anything in any single way is also like a, a sharp sharp writing sharp commentary it's just it's just interesting because there's always been like a, a tag i think that's followed tina face career that like sometimes when it comes to race things like she's not as sharp or right. she's not you know, she, 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 she can be a little iffy on race things and like I, I, I just I don't know like I, 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 I just, I'm almost like not astounded but it just seems like Veep has managed to escape all of that in a way that's really interesting compared to a lot of other shows hmm. and, and maybe it's just that, that yeah, at the end of it the rating is just the I don't know the, it just doesn't fall into the same traps like it, it does a really close into job of showing this is the character and the character is much but we're not like not even that we're endorsing because i mean she does get away with things and she does find success in her career but it's like it just does it in a way that doesn't make you think that there might be the writers having blind spots i guess like yeah. it's, it's it's it is straight up like acidic satire whereas this is obviously sat third is obviously lots of satire but it just it doesn't i don't know i guess it just still has blind spots at points yeah. maybe I guess like this is more like endearing satire whereas yeah. Veep is really just mean, vulgar. Not, almost nihilistic, yeah. Yeah, so I guess maybe that is part of it. Whereas this tries to have heart so when you see something like this you're just kind of like this reads a little bit iffy. That's a good viewpoint. Good job. Thanks. Death by Chocolate. Steven played the race card? Yes. <gasps> what did you do? What could I do? I picked up the check and I made out with him a little bit in a taxi. Maybe if I just hang out with him four or five more times, he'll see on his own that we are a bad match. Why do you do this to yourself? If you don't like him, end it. Who cares if he thinks you're a racist? I do, because I'm not. Ah, thank you, Amanda. It's Amanda. What are you going to do? See, that is a good example of her saying, like, oh, I'm not racist, that's crazy, and then, like, doing, like, something, like, you know, like, obviously mispronouncing a common name like Amanda like that because it's a woman assuming, of color. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so that's the thing that, that's really funny, and it does really well. 
So, you know, like, I, I, I don't want to come out of saying, like, the show is, like, is, you know, racist or bad or whatever. Like, I, it, there's just some nuances of, like, things that it does really well and things that it doesn't do quite as well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good example. You're right. You're fair. Because, I mean, but it, but it just, like, yeah. Well, even, like, Jenna gives the lines, it's like, who cares if he thinks you're racist? And her response is, well, I do because I'm not. And I have to show yeah. how much I'm not racist by continuing to date someone who thinks I'm racist even though I'm not. And it's just like, well, no, you just stop calling them. And if the worst is they think that you're racist for that, you live in New York City. There's millions of other people that you will never see this person again. And even if you do, I, it's just, I don't know. Speaking, I guess, maybe of privilege or whatever, but like the idea like you can just, yeah, you can just cut someone off and never have to worry about talking to them again, especially if you live in a city like New York where the odds of running into that person again, not in this case, because I guess it's Tracy's business manager, but still. Or no, no, he's an affiliation with Tracy, but he's not, I don't know. Plus, it's Wayne Brady. He's not going to show back up on the show, so. He has less to make a deal to host. Yeah, he's got work to do. Tom Cruise, because that's how Oprah says it. You talk. That's good. Sounds like Tracy, good news. I think I solved your problem with Ridiculous. For real, Jack? All you have to do is agree to host the Source Awards on Saturday. The Source Awards? No, 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 no. What's the problem? Death sentence number two. Shooting people at the Source Awards is a tradition. It's like Christmas, or shooting people outside of Hot 97. Tracy, don't worry. Ridiculous and I are in business together now, and business heals all wounds. I mean, look at our relationship with Germany or Japan. Who can even remember what all the fuss was about? It's not about ridiculous. Who else is going to be at this thing? Well, you're going to be sharing the stage with Nas. No, he hates me. We used to date the same girl. What about young Jeezy? Forget about it. I call this pit bull a gay water on 106 and Park. <laughs> <laughs> the game. Nope. T.I. Ain't nothing happening. Superhead. No can do. Fabulous. Won't do. But Donkey Kong. No. MC Scat Cat. What? Homunculus. Mm-mm. Raw Dog. Hell no. Me and his beef go way back. We were both cast members on a Nickelodeon show called Ray Ray's Mystery Garage. Hey, Chunk, you scuffed my sneakers. Dr. J wears these. I'm sorry, man. I'm pretty drunk. You know what? I'm going to eat your family. Tracy, if it'll make you feel any more comfortable, I'd be happy to loan you a handgun. What? Oh, mother, I forgot you were there. No, he's not taking a gun. Tracy, just tell them you can't go. If I don't go, Ridiculous is going to kill me. If I do go, someone else is going to kill me. See? Is it Catch-22? Oh, he's going to be there, too. So, lots to unpack here about the Source Awards. Uh, it does have its reputation, um, as Tracy says, it is, it's kind of a good place for things to go down. Yes. Um, there's been numerous things that have happened. The most, in, in terms of, of, of 30 Rock and its 2007 setting, there was an incident in 2004 involving 50 Cent and his crew. Um, but there's been shootings and things like that over the course of the Source Awards history. So it does have its reputation, it does precede it in some way. Uh, but running down the lists of the rappers mentioned in that, most of them are real, except Super super Huge. I don't think that's a real rapper. And MC Scat Cat 
is a real rapper, but he's a cartoon. I was saying, isn't MC Scat Cat from the Paula, from the Paula Abdul, Abdul video? Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, also I like that he and Nas used to date the same girl, so I'll just assume that's Khalees, and that Tracy Jordan used to date cool. Khalees back in the day. Didn't he also Erica Badu? Oh, maybe. I don't know, but the... the... No, that's Andre 3000. Oh, okay. I don't know. Khalees but and Khalees I just know that Nas Khalees. and Khalees were I, were... I think they were married, actually, for... Good for them. Anyway, since so since her milkshake really was bringing all the boys to the yes, yard, you know she has a uh, cooking career now. She has she had like a show in a book or whatever, which is like sad because her. I mean, her albums have always been really good. Like back in the, especially in the, I say her like her pre. Well, I mean, I think all what her was albums pre milkshake, but pre milkshake. Yeah. Oh, she, I mean, she had a couple albums in the like the late nineties. It was. I mean, it was very like for the. I mean. For the time, very futuristic. Like, it was, like, very heavily electro, like, electro-clash-influenced. I mean, I, I, hip-hop and R&B, but also poppier stuff. And just, I don't know, she, she, she was she was playing with, like, electronic sounds in her music, like, a while before it hit, like, the mainstream and, like, more hip-hop. Like Grace Jones style? Um, or less, less Grace less Jones? Less Grace Jones, because Grace Jones, I think, is more poppy, maybe more disco. Like, hers, like, you know, the song Caught Out There, I mean, that's very like it's just an angry angry song that like the vocal is almost more i don't know like i mean she literally screams the chorus but the and the 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 instrumentation now is very electronic bleeps and bloops i don't know it's just very she just feels like a lot of her stuff was ahead of its time i mean she put out an album uh, 10 years ago now that was I mean, very, and it was more, it was also electronic, but it was more dance focused. And it was like right before like the whole Lady Gaga, like dance pop explosion of that time. It's like, she was always just a little bit ahead of the time. Mm-hmm. And like Milkshake, I mean, obviously Milkshake was a, right. was a massive hit. And I think she's always had more success in Europe with some of her other stuff than she had here. But it's just like, she's someone who was always ahead of the curve and never really found, I mean, probably a lot of people in America would see her as a one hit wonder. And I mean, she has a, a big body of work. Um... That, I don't know. I think she doesn't get the credit that she deserves. Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- I know she had a hit in the late '90s before Milkshake. I can't think yeah. of what it is. I mean, Caught Out There is the most prominent one. She had a couple other stuff. She did like co- collaborations with some big European DJs too. Mm-hmm. She had like Calvin Harris track and uh, um, uh, oh gosh, um, uh, uh, Richard Richard X. Anyway, you can get yeah. that. Uh, Fun Kalise knowledge. Good job. Uh, they they did indeed. Her and Nas were a couple uh, in two thousand two. Uh, they dated and then they got married or engaged in two thousand four. Married two thousand five, but she filed for divorce in two thousand nine, citing irreconcilable, irreconcilable, and whatever <laughs> tomato tomato irreconcilable differences. Uh, and then it turned out later there was potential domestic abuse I, claims. I thought so, that might be the case, but I wasn't uh, sure. But yeah. naturally, she felt fearful saying all of that at the time. Yeah. So she. It was the, actually the Rihanna and the Chris Brown stuff that helped her bring it to light because mm. she was like, yeah, you shouldn't hide from it. So, mm. yikes, Nas, bad person. Anyway, um, <laughs> I always hate living on downers. Um, I want to leave this scene in, but just for time, I'm going to have to cut it out. But there's a really fun Ghostface Killer cameo in this of them shooting like a video either for Ghostface Killer's song or... For the Donaghy Estates commercial, I can't quite figure out what it is. 
Ridiculous. I feel like it was a music video and it was like that's what I thought too. Because uh... ridiculous is on set and he is a record producer. Yeah, but just I don't know. It seems like he's talking so much about the wine that it's like it seems like a commercial. Well, I think it was kind of a, like a product placement send up. Right. Is my take on it. Yeah, that's like it was like making fun because I mean. Yeah. I, I think even at this time there was lots of you know increasing product yeah. placement in shows in music videos right, and right, right. stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, so but it's a good scene, but we're cutting it for time. But it's it's fun seeing Ghostface kill of the Wu Tang Clan talking about his his tummy hurting because he can't drink any more bad wine. It's just it's fun. Uh, but we get Tracy reflecting on his near death experiences. You don't realize how beautiful a sunset is. Till it's the last one you'll ever see. Ken. I'll be going soon, but I just wanted you to know that I've loved being your mentor. And it's been an honor having you be my manatee. Mr. Jordan, I hate seeing you like this. What can I do to help you? Nothing, Ken. I'm just going through the classic stages of grief. Fear, denial, horniness. Wisdom, sleepiness, and now depression. What about anger? No! I don't want to do anger! You can't make me! Now stop it, Mr. Jordan. You need to take some of your own advice. Aren't you the man who told me to live every week like it's Shark Week? And that nothing's impossible except for dinosaurs? Don't give up on life, sir. Wow. Humanity has become the mentor. <laughs> so when he says nothing's impossible except dinosaurs, does that mean obviously dinosaurs don't exist now, or does that mean he believes that dinosaurs never existed and that's all fake? I don't know. I want to live in a world where Tracy Jordan believes in dinosaurs, but he just realizes they can't exist anymore in real time. Yeah, that's what I want. Because when you say anything is possible except for dinosaurs, like I could take that as like a Jurassic Park type scenario is impossible. But also knowing his character, I could take that as dinosaurs never existed. It's oh, all Tracy next. Jordan would absolutely own a dinosaur. Yeah, if he could. So oh, I, for sure. I think it's they're impossible now. But if they ever become reality, I will have them. <laughs> I think that's the, the good way to read that. Can I talk to you? Sure. I was just going to call you. <laughs> now, I know you like food, so I found this really neat Canadian restaurant in Times Square. Look, I need you to understand something. I don't want to go out with you, and it has nothing to do with your race. <laughs> okay. Stephen, listen to me, okay? And please, believe what I'm saying. I truly don't like you as a person. Can't one human being not like another human being? Can't we all just not get along? Liz, I wish it could be like that. And and maybe someday our children or, or our children's children will hate each other like that. But it just doesn't work that way today. So what you're saying is any woman that doesn't like you is racist. No, 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 no. Some women are gay. <sighs> okay. How racist is this? I'm going to the Source Awards tomorrow night. <laughs> well, let me get on the black phone and call the NAACP so they could just send you your medal right now. Okay, you know what? You're going with me as my date, and you will see that we don't get along as people. Yeah? Will there be a gift bag? Probably. Okay. Well, you can have everything in it. Because I collect tote bags. So, Liz invites Stephen to the Source Awards, and then Jack has a great idea how Tracy can work in his beef with Ridiculous, as well as still hawk his stuff at the Source Awards. Tracy, do you think I'm racist? No, 
I think you'd like to dress black men up as Oprah as part of your effort to protect our dignity. Oh, yeah, when you do that impression, don't forget to stretch everything out. We've got John Travolta! Tracy, buddy, you've got to do this Source Awards thing. No, I don't. Why not? I haven't given up on life yet. I have a plan. What plan? I'm going to find a homeless man, dress him up like me, set him on fire, then I'm going to start a brand new life in Arizona under the new name Juan Mexico. We're not doing that. Look, I need you to do me this favor. I know you're nervous. Why don't we go down to the pistol range, squeeze off a few rounds, let the guns do the worrying. Again with the guns? What is it with men and guns? Well, I think I speak for the both of us when I say, because they're metal penises. Yeah, well, you can't solve all your problems by shooting someone or setting a stranger on fire. Would Oprah do that? Lemon does make a good point, Tracy. What would Oprah do? Would she run away from her community, or would she face her problems head-on and try to make a difference at the Source Awards? What would I do, Tracy? What would I do? So we've made it to the Source Awards. Uh, this is a pretty rapid-fire bit, so we're going to cut some stuff out for the sake of time and to not just play every single scene. But it's pretty rapid-fire funny, just everything is like flowing from one scene to the next we get tracy showing up as oprah steve and liz show up and then uh tracy runs in or kenneth runs into ridiculous again like it's it's just it's a it's a fun little mishmash of all the stories coming together welcome to the 2007 source of okay that that's great news thank you so much that was the lab the monkey died of natural causes so we're in the clear it's great doing business with you jack you're too ridiculous hmm? call me gerald oh. The choice to be excellent begins with the choice to silence your inner critic. Embrace your spirit! What was that? Oprah. It was the only way we could get him to come. Here you go. Another case of D.E. I actually tried some before. It tasted real good, but it made my tongue turn white. Hey, do I look sweet to you? Do I look like sugar? Back away. He's harmless. Don't be ridiculous. I am ridiculous. And you better be glad that Jack Donaghy has your back. Well, I got your nose. Jay, go get my nose back. I like that. It's so serious. He tells him to get his nose back. <laughs> He's so ridiculous. And this is obviously a play on the whole everyone gets a car, which by this time was ancient when this joke was being made. Well, it was much more timely in 2007 than I it is like now. It was even date. Well, I mean, it was still dated at the time, yeah. I think. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Mr. Tracy Jordan. Welcome to the 2007 Source Awards. Our chance to come together as a community to not only look into our hearts, but to look under our seats because everyone is getting Vermont Maple Scars! <laughs> Not just scuff these shoes. P. Diddy wears these. Oh, well, he'd be mad when you give them back. Son, to have you, your mom's must be so stupid. She thinks great nuts is an STD. Well, sir, your mother must not have raised you right, because you're not saying very nice things. Girlfriend, Oprah was right. People just want to be together and get free stuff. I didn't really have to bring this. Oh, my God, Tracy! Oh, let's go to this thing. 
it's cool. That's his last name. You gotta be kidding me, Donaghy. First, Mr. Furley here disrespects me, and then she shoots my business manager. I got blood on my toe. He's got blood on his toe. You're making a mockery of the Source Awards. Wait till I tell Tupac about this. I didn't hear anything. Good. Get him out of here. My bad. So this is the second straight episode that Kenneth ends up getting carried out in the mob. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I didn't think about it until right now. But uh, Dot Com has his second line. Follow That's up right. episode. Yep. He's, Good job. He's on a roll. He's on a roll. What's happen next time? I don't know if he's even in the next episode. Um... Yeah, that, that's the Source Awards. Uh, really fun episode. Really, I think, solid laughs throughout. Just really, really solid pacing and storytelling. I think it was great. And and the whole idea of, like, is Liz racist? Yes. But her staunch defense that she isn't is, is just a fun through line throughout the episode. And, and the play of... I really like when Kenneth steps on Ridiculous's shoes... And without even missing a beat after he says, these, these are the shoes, like, these are P. Diddy's shoes. <laughs> Kenneth just thinks he's borrowed them. And he's just like, they're not, he just doesn't get it. It's just so funny. It's just like that innocent naivete that the character has, that he can just deliver it that perfectly. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and, and of course, I guess we should talk about Tupac, who... He's geez, alive. By this time, when they make that joke, it would be... 10 years yeah 10 well a little bit more because it was 90 was it 90 uh, when was big notorious in this 96 right notorious big was 96 i'm sometime around that i don't know the exact but yeah i mean it, it at least been 10 years since tupac uh was shot so um but i mean the the whole story of that was he faked his death yes. and he's still recording stuff which is clearly not true it's just he like a lot of rappers just has a ton of stuff that they recorded and just got released po- posthumously well they were both 96 they're uh, human uh, notorious B.I.G. both died in 96 so that's sad but yeah Tupac Shakur like uh I don't have a lot of history with him uh I, same as basically whatever was played on MTV I'm familiar with of them but he was like a good actor too. Yes, he started Poetic Justice Poetic with Justice Janet Jackson. He's in some other things as well. Like he was, he was. It really is like kind of one of those like we don't know that much about him. He was kind of taken too soon. Idea like he yeah. he had a lot of talent that we'll never actually get to see on display. So it's kind of a bummer. But we shouldn't leave this on a downer note. We should uh, lasting or last uh, last thoughts on the Source Awards before we wrap this up. It was definitely, the, I would say, the fastest pace in most cartoonish episodes so far. Yep, I would absolutely agree on that. And uh, uh, there's a line uh, Jack gives near the beginning uh, when he's pitching Donaghy Estates to Liz, and he says, um, you know, about, like, his mom called it Donaghy's Gaelic, like, and sort of, like, uh, planting the seeds of what the next episode is going to be when Jack's... Uh, his dad's side of the family is going to show up on the scene and we get a big star-studded affair uh, with that one. So we will wrap this up. As always, thank you for listening to Go To There. Uh, You can support us, Apple Podcasts, leaving reviews and ratings and all that fun stuff. And if you like what we're doing and you'd like to donate, you're more than welcome to use our coffee website, ko-fi.com backslash go to there. And we will see you in episode 17, The Fighting Irish. David, take us out. Bon weekend.
What would I do, Tracy? What would I do? <laughs>